Welcome to the Daily Jamingo. I'm your host, John Jamingo. And the whole, no need to stop over. Bob covered you. Oh, I see. Right, the chat's having a ball now because I fucked up. So today I went to the grocery store and uh, I, pay, I paid $200 for groceries that in 2020 would have cost me $100. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I want an apology. I want an apology from every Biden voter. Every 81 million of you that voted for him. I want I want an apology. All right? I, you have to apologize to the rest of us that knew better. That knew better. See, here's the thing. We've been trained from the time we went to school when we started voting for class presidents to vote for the, the best one, the most popular one. It, back then, they didn't do shit. All right, it was no big deal. You say, I promise everybody get ice cream during lunch. No one did. No, nothing happened. Nothing changed. Because he's just a puppet. And that's what this prison is supposed to be, a puppet. But there's a lot of shit going on there. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's getting bad. It's really getting bad. Uh, elevator story says, I voted for Kanye. Do I still need to apologize? Yes, 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 you do. Because a vote for Kanye wasn't a vote for the other orange guy. Look, we all know, I, I've had this uh, a lot, that Trump isn't my favorite guy. But between him and Biden, I knew, I knew, I don't even like Trump, but I, he was running the country well. He was a businessman that was running the country well. He was an F you to the establishment and for four fucking years, all they did was sit there and try to bury him. And the press was all over him like a pit bull on a pork chop. And it was just one thing after another. They impeached him twice. They impeached him for making a phone call and asking, did Biden do anything wrong over in Ukraine? They impeached him for that. Meanwhile, Biden's over there on video talking about, hey, we'll give you a billion dollars but you got to fire the guy who's investigating the company that my son's a board member on. That's quid pro quo. No, nothing, nothing to see here. Joe Biden gives, gets checks from his kid. Kids running around picking up bags of cash from China, Romania, Russia. No big deal. Buys a uh, $3 million house down in, uh, in Ocean City, Maryland. Cash. Nothing to see here. They, are, they raid Trump's house and get all these documents back. Meanwhile, Biden's got documents in his garage, sitting by the vent. He's got by, uh, documents in, a, in another office building and another office building. Anything said about that? No, no big deal. But Trump is under indictment for it. No one sees a problem with this. No one sees a little bit of a an issue where, you know, one side gets, that's no big deal. The other side, part of, it, part of jail. So I say that to say this. It's getting bad out there. And this lady right here, she's very upset. Struggling each day. Um, the cost of living is quadrupled. Um, just to get groceries has now costed me a second mortgage. Let's be serious. 
I have eight people to feed in my house. It's literally between twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a month just to have groceries in my house. So now my credit that's been great my pretty much my entire life because I've always believed if you can't if you can't buy it, don't have it. So I've never had credit cards till recently. Last couple of years I've had to get credit cards just to get by certain things, um, school clothes or certain uh, Christmas. Let's talk about that. Uh, extra added expenses when I'm already struggling. My mortgage gets paid every month, but it's not the first of the month. It's definitely at the end of the month. It, I mean, my bills are getting paid, but I'm falling behind every single day because I have to pick and choose which bills to go behind on so I have groceries in my house. Literal groceries in my house, guys. That's not right. It's not okay. And then I wake up this morning and my um, dryer shit the bed. My dryer. So where the hell am I going to now? I don't have any more. My credit cards are maxed. Um, my, I don't, I don't have 500 extra dollars in the bank anymore to get a dryer or 900. How I don't even know how much, but we're going to have to add a new bill to life because mom is going to be going to the laundromat. Okay. And yes, any bill extra is an extra bill right now that I can't afford. Something's got to change. And I know I can't be the only one that's out here. I feel like everybody is silently struggling and just doing the things to get by and going into debt and trying to keep your head above water and smile on your face. And um, yeah, silently struggling, I feel. Am I the only one? No, you're not the only one. You're not the only one at all. And you know, like I said, you talk about pricing. Uh, you know, it's not it's no big deal. Biden the other day said Thanksgiving Thanksgiving was the cheapest it's been in, in four years. Damn it. Let's do a little fact checking there. You think by now I'd start to get this right. Twenty twenty, a sixteen pound turkey was nineteen dollars and thirty nine cents. Twenty twenty three, twenty seven dollars and thirty five cents. Rolls were two sixty six. Now they're three eighty four. Pumpkin pie was three thirty nine. Now it's four forty four. Stuffing two eighty one. Three seventy seven now. Two twenty twenty sweet potatoes for three pounds was three forty four. Now it's three ninety seven. I mean, go all the way down. The average cost for a dinner in twenty twenty for Thanksgiving was forty six dollars and ninety cents. Now it's sixty one dollars and seventeen cents. So, there you go. You know, I was going to say, you know, Lisa's right. I'm going to bring up her her comment right here. She says, the line at the Starbucks near me was blocking traffic in intersection during rush hour the other day. Yeah, they can go pay. I don't know how much it is for, for a Starbucks. To me, it tells, that tastes like a burnt tire that they ran water through. Um, but so, okay, I get that. But, you know, now there's... Like everybody's, if she's got eight people in her house, how many people there has a cell phone? And how many, is that part of the budget? Like I know my cell phone bills, like 125 hours for a cell phone. You know, back in the day you had one phone. It was in the house. That was it. One phone line. You might have more phones, but it was the same line. You picked the phone up in the bedroom if somebody was on the phone in the kitchen. It's like, get out the phone. Sorry. Didn't know you were on the phone. Uh, you know. I know when I was growing up, a lot of my friends, their mothers didn't have a car because they couldn't afford two cars. They had one car. 
and that car was gone between whenever the husband was out of work and the wife was home, that car was gone. Now, we had two cars because my dad was a mechanic and he would take a junker and fix it up. And that's what my mom drove. So for years, I can't remember when my mom didn't have a car, my dad had a car. But like I said, he was an auto mechanic. So he always had, you know, he always was fixing up some kind of junker and 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 taking care of it. But, you know, there's a lot of bills that we have now that we didn't have before. You know, you didn't have a TV bill. You didn't have a cable bill. You had a TV with an antenna on it, some tinfoil, or it was up on the roof. And if there was a big windstorm and it blew it a certain way, you didn't get te- you didn't get a you didn't get reception. Dad had to go up on the roof and straighten out the antenna. <laughs> I hope Bob's making jokes. I had to leave my wife because I couldn't afford her anymore. Yeah, that's it. Odd Dad out says. I had to quit podcasting because I had to start driving DoorDash on top of my regular job just to pay his mortgage. I had to quit podcasting. Um, yeah, so I get it. There's, you know, people are taking two, three jobs, but you know, they could also cut back on it. But it's not it, you know, it's not that people are, are living above their means. It's just that the prices are just going they're skyrocketing. Um here we go. Bring this up here. Food costs changes since 2021. Flour up 35%. Baby food and formula up 29%. Breads up 26%. Frozen fruits and vegetables up 25%. Poultry's up 25%. Ground beef's up 24%. Dairy's up 23%. Lunch meat's up 23%. Soups are up 21%. Home heating oil up 75.5%. Diesel's up 73.1%. Gasoline's uh, 47.9%. Leased vehicles up 42.2%. Insurance for your vehicle, 38.2%. Vehicle repairs are 35.5%. Delivery services, 27.2%. Pet food, 24.1%. That's the first thing that would go in my house. Sorry, Fluffy. you got to find a new home. Um, Natural gas up 24%. Electricity up 23%. Propane up 23%. Used vehicles up 22.7%. I have a feeling that's going to change because the car market is crashing. Airfares up 20, 20% uh, and tires are up 19%. So it's, like I said, and this is in four, three years. Three years has happened. But, you know, we have our favorite lying Muppet in the White House. Office. Inflation is up over 17% since President Biden came here. Inflation, that's still Trump. Inflation, inflation is moderating because of the actions that this person, this president is taking. Because they're going up slower. We, they're still high. It's going down. The prices are going down. Liar. Look at where, for example, for a perfect example. I mean, I just talked about last week how turkey price, the ter- cost for turkeys is going down. The cost for eggs Liar. is going down because of Liar. the actions that we're taking. Which I just talked about supply chain and how that affects the economy. And that's because of the president's action that he's taken. And if you think about gas prices, it's down by a dollar seventy cents since its peak. Since its peak, oh yeah, because of the actions that this president has taken. So we understand that people. All right. So again, liar. So what he did was, as soon as he came into office, the first thing he did was he killed a pipeline and he started killing. He basically killed the fossil fuel industry in in this country. So what happened? The gas prices went through the roof. They were over $4 a gallon. Well, 
Now he's done a little bit to bring the price of gas back down again. He's begging Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, anybody and their brother to, to pump more oil except him because apparently we're not allowed to pump more, any more oil here. We got to rely on the world. They don't care about us. They don't care about us. So it's the Biden regime. I, I just, ugh. here's some more of his records. Since Biden's been in office, he's got the most suicides ever in a year 50,000 in 2022. The most drug overdose deaths in a year 106,000 in 2021. The highest inflation in 40 years, 8.9% in June of 22. The most illegal immigrants in a year. 2.76 million in 2022. He's hoping to break that record 2023. The highest average gas prices on record, $5.02 in June of 2022. Uh, the most consumer credit card debit on record, $1 trillion in 2023. The most kids diagnosed with gender, gender dysphoria, 42,000 back in 2021. Yep, he's building back better. Like uh, my man here says, I don't always spend $18 on McDonald's meal, but when I do, the media assures me it's not Joe Biden's fault. Stay broke, my friends. Remember, orange man, bad. Uh, housing, you can't get a house anymore. The cost of housing is astronomical, but what happened in the past four years is the problem. Check out the difference between 1995 to 2019 to 2023. So the complaining from us millennials started probably 2020, but this is why. So in 1995, the average house was $130,000. Put down 20%, that's 26,000. The interest rates were 7.8% back in 1995, and your principal and mortgage would be around $753. Now I'm going to save the average incomes for last. Now, 2019, $260,000. Not bad over 25 years. It only doubled. So the down payment would be 52000 and there was only a 4% interest rate. So the monthly payment for principal and interest was nine ninety three. So this difference was not bad at all. Here's where the jump happens. This is what, okay, 2023, the average home jumped to $419,000. The down payment would be $84,000. The interest rate was similar to 95, which is 7.24% but that would leave you with a monthly payment of $2,283. Now let's go with the average incomes. In 1995, it was $29,000. In 2019, it was $56,000. In 2023, it is still $56,000. So in 1995, 31% of your income could be used for housing. You could get it into a house. In 2019, it in 2023, it is 49% of your income plus the cost of living, plus the cost of groceries. So the past four years is the problem. This is why millennials and first-time homebuyers are complaining now because the disparity between 95 and 2019 over 25 years was not that big of a deal. It was it was moving like it was supposed to. Yep, that's it's moving like it was supposed to. But what's the difference? Let me think. What happened... In uh, 19, what, what was the difference between 19 and 2023? That's right, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Right now with Biden, uh, Bidenomics, a newlywed in San Francisco is looking for a nice one-bedroom, zero-bathroom starter tent. Get yourself a tent now. Also, 
we have the immigration problem. They're pouring through. What did, what did I say? It was two point seven something million dollars in a year. Wonder how much that's costing the taxpayers. There you go. Sure. We have new numbers, a new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is four hundred fifty one billion dollars. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers, as well as those known Godaways. $451 billion a year. A year. Then let's take that. Also, all the money we're sending over to Ukraine because we have it. Lady can't get a dryer. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're sending all kinds of money over to Ukraine and then Israel and then, uh, you know, all the money that we have to spend for these people that are coming over here illegally. All that. No big deal. I mean, how much more are we going to take? How much How much worse does it have to get before people start to do something? That's what I really want to know. Yeah, it's true. I have 81 years of experience behind me, and your other choice has 91 felony charges ahead of him. That right there just tells you they don't want him back. And why don't they want him back? Things were good under his administration. I mean, listen, he wasn't, was he the best? Nobody was fixing shit. So why all of a sudden does nobody want this man back? I have no idea, but it doesn't matter because we have two teams now. We have the red team. We have the blue team. The red team's always going to vote for red. The blue team's always going to vote for blue. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. But you know what? I think the blue team's got something going on here. Uh, Maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Here I am back in January of last year. I just couldn't keep the weight off no matter how many different exercise programs I tried. Now I'm down to my ideal weight, and it's never been easier. All I had to do was vote blue, no matter who. Every time I went to the grocery store, I was with so many different options to choose from. But now, now I'm lucky if I keep it filled by fast. I used to be really unhealthy, never have that much exercise. But now that I can't afford to put dash in my car, I have to walk to work. And as a kind of thought, I don't know what's more about being carjacked anymore. So you can ditch Tybo and start saying Tybo. Come on, man. Tybo. Thank you, Joe Biden. Look, it's time to wake up. This election couldn't be more important. And again, I don't even know if it's it's too late now. They keep saying that, you know, we're going in in a recession. I'm sorry, but they're not telling us, and they're not telling this, but we are in a depression. We are in a depression right now, and they don't care. That's what they want. They want a depression. But this gives me hope. Uh, she has it all down, and if you listen to this, she has it from cradle to grave. This is what our problem is. We eat the food they give us, vote for one of two people that they tell us to, and watch the movies that they show. They take our attention as soon as we reach age five, and they never give it back. We go to school for eight hours a day, learning what they want us to. They scold us until we obey, and then they praise us when we do. They make us form a habit of waking up and spending our entire day in a building that we wouldn't choose, so that when we get older, we are willing to do the same. Following orders becomes comfortable when we spend our childhood doing what we're told. So when we're older, we hesitate to stray outside the norm. They tell us that we should do anything we can to attend a university, because if we don't, we will fail. They manipulate us into financial dependency at a young age so that we stay liable to the system. They've given us a currency that only has value because they say it does, 
and we receive it by working at a business that they own. Their millions become billions while the rest of us are forced to sacrifice our time for a minuscule fraction of what our work gains for them. They provide us housing, but make it costly so that we struggle to accumulate enough wealth to escape their system. Our supermarkets are full of brands that they possess to the point that it is difficult to find ones that they don't. Our meals are either purchased from a store that they most likely own or created with ingredients from their brands. They tamper with the food they give us and pump them with toxic and addictive chemicals. They make the most harmful foods the cheapest and most convenient so that it becomes an offer that we can't refuse. Over time, we become addicted in many more ways than one, and they bombard us with temptation on every billboard or commercial. When we get sick from excessive consumption of this insubstantial food, we are forced with almost no other option but to give up financial solidity for the sake of our health. We pay thousands to facilities that they own so that they can prescribe us more harmful chemicals that simply numb the symptoms. They revolve society around addictive foods that cause disease and expensive drugs that mask them so that we stay in a forever grasp of their system. We only ever consume content that they provide. Our news channels are operated by them to persuade us into two opposing perspectives so that we never share a same opinion. Why do you think it's free? They feed us shocking news headlines that provoke emotion and grab our attention away from what's really going on in the world. They've granted us with superficial idols that portray luxurious lifestyles so that we strive to be like them and associate money with happiness. They keep us focused on worldly problems that they've created to keep us zoomed in on our physical reality and detached from our creator. If we keep our attention on what's going on around us, we will never be present and see the truth of God within us. The villain who runs the world knows the truth of our potential and is in their best interests to keep us distracted and willing to submit to a system that thrives on fearful compliance. Imagine if every person on this planet believed that we were created for a reason. We would unlock an unbreakable faith within ourselves and reverse the pyramid of power in which society was built. We would see past the lie that we've been living and turn to each other for help rather than depending on our corrupt leaders. Corrupt leaders who have accumulated a discreet monopoly that succeeds and circumvents to the eyes of those who are unaware through the illusion of choice. The majority of us see the world as it is portrayed, diverse, coincidental, and plausible. To someone who lives day by day without taking a step back, the world kind of seems to make sense. Then we look behind the curtain and see that it really makes sense. Where there is one lie, there is many. Once we see one lie, we will find ourselves on an endless spiderweb of mass deception. The blindfold tied around us in childhood will loosen and light will be shed on our fabricated reality. Those in charge of us do not have our best interests in mind and never did. It has been a power trip from the start and we have gone along with it since the birth of society and will continue to until we see a reason for change and stop pointing fingers at each other. Are you done yet? Is it bad enough yet? I see Bob's in the rut. Bob says, she should do that topless. Uh, Jem is in here. Jem said, hopefully more youth has realized this. I'm not 100% sure because they're not really teaching kids anymore. They're not teaching kids critical thinking. They're, they're basically uh, just making them advocates for the, the, the new world order. It's all about the Great Reset. And now they're trying to change it to the Great Resist so that the people that want the Great Reset, they will own nobody and they will be unhappy because they want us to own nothing and be happy. And I don't think that's going to happen. So let's talk about the New World Order, the UN Agenda, 21 to 2030, Missions and Goals. One world government, one world cashless currency, one world central bank, one world military, end of national sovereignty, end of all private owned property, 
end of the family unit, depopulation, control the population growth and population density, mandatory multiple vaccines, universal basing income for austerity, um, microchip society for purchasing, travel, tracking, and controlling, implication of a world social credit system like China has, trillions of applications Applicants hooked on the 5G monitoring system, uh, the Internet of Things. Government-raised children, government-owned and controlled schools, colleges, universities. The end of private transportation, owning cars. All businesses were owned by government or corporations. The restriction of non-essential air travel. Human beings uh, concentrated into human settlement zones, cities. Uh, the end of irrigation. The end of private farms and grazing livestock. The end of single-family homes restricting land use that serves human needs, the ban of natural non-synthetic drugs and naturopathic medicine, and the end of fossil fuels. Any of this sound like familiar what they're trying to do? Because to me, it sounds like that the wheels are in motion. They're doing this already. So one of the former uh, vice presidents of Pfizer, he's not working there anymore. He put this out and uh, I think he's spot on. I think we're in the middle of an ongoing crime. I've no idea how long it's going to last. I think it's, I'm convinced that it will be the biggest crime in history. It's global. Uh, it has the intent of control, removing everybody's freedom. And I personally think will involve killing further millions, if not billions of people. That makes it a pretty big competitor for the title worst crime in history. It is long planned. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but I've definitely come across information that shows the components of the deceits that they've used, you know, PCR, uh, exaggerated PCR testing, uh, the use of fear-based messaging through the media. This stuff's been rehearsed by militaries and the people we might think of as the stoops for at least 25 years and possibly longer. So it's long planned, very serious. Now, when he says spooks, I have to clarify. He means CIA operatives. He doesn't mean just so we know, all right? It's not racist to say that. When I first heard that, my eyebrow went up. I was like, what, what was that? I had to run that back. So he's talking about CIA operatives, not... If you know what I mean. All right. Here's the thing, why I'm calling you to arm. It's not going to return to the old normal. One, that's never their intention. So it's not going to happen passively because it's not... There isn't a natural phenomenon that's going to wear off. They're not going to allow it to return to normal. So if you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. Uh, the supply chains uh, that move materials, uh, uh, raw materials and finished goods around the world are being sawn through on a global scale. You've only got to look at where the shipping is, where it should be and where it actually is. And terrifyingly, the same is happening to food production, worldwide food and fertilizer production. It's in the wrong place. It's deliberate. They're smashing the means of manufacturing enough calories to keep 7.8 billion people alive. And you know, where do you think that's going to end? Well, the answer is mass, star mass starvation, war, uh, uh, global migration. That's, that's what's going to happen if you and everybody else choose to do nothing at all. Uh, also, economic destruction, we can see happening around us. Interest rates will rise. On the back of huge debts, that will just cause mass bankruptcies, rolling recessions, depressions, things like that. And I would also imagine loss of confidence in the very thing called money. So any savings you've got, 
I think they'll just vanish. Literally, people will just say, I no longer trust Sterling. I don't want to accept it. And so all your savings are now worth nothing. So if you wait, I believe it'll be too late. I think you already know that I'm broadly telling you something that's closer to the reality than what government's telling me. Uh, but I believe that we can head off the worst crimes in history by actively withdrawing our consent and, and definitely not accepting these uh, digital ID for any reason, any reason. If you accept it, they, they will sweep over us. Um, and so just in the last few words, I implore you to get involved, to use some of what I and others are saying to you. Uh, be brave, actually. You have to be brave now and risk embarrassment um, and recruit other people to this cause and we can roll them over. Yep. Basically, the great resist. Tell them no. Tell them no. But see, this is what happens. As soon as somebody stands up to them, they beat them down. Look what happened to Eric Allen, or Eric Adams, the New York uh, mayor. As soon as he decided to tell everybody that the city's being ruined by, you know, the immigration and the people that are coming there, next thing you know, they've uh, took his. The FBI has come in, take his, taken his phone. Now all of a sudden, he has uh, issues with uh, what is it? Campaign finance issues and. And now he's got an sexual assault charge, and it's fucking crazy. Same thing with uh, Elon Musk. You're not going to let us have uh, Twitter back? Okay, we'll fix you. We're going to sit there. We're going to investigate you. We're going to cancel your government contracts. We're going to ruin you. So if one person stands up, this is why it's so important to support companies that are not not doing this. This is why it's important to support alternative, me alternative media and also... Um, companies that are not buying into this if you're living in a big city right now when this shit pops off you're fucked you're done but if you live out in a country where there's some farmland and you you know they're still raising cattle and raising you know pigs and chickens and stuff like that uh you might have a chance my daughter right now is raising chickens for me and she can't she can't fill the orders they, she can't grow enough chickens. Like she's got chicks and roosters and the eggs are coming through and she's got them and she's, um, she's got an incubator thing and the, the chicks are hatching and they grow quick. I mean, well, within four weeks, they're big enough to eat four, six, eight. I don't know. I don't know how, but it's fast and she can't, she can't, uh, get enough. Same thing with eggs. She, you know, the, the chickens are producing eggs. She can't fill all the orders. So, <laughs> so DK says, hey, tell her to plant more chickens. Just plant them up to here. Let them grow. But, yeah, I mean, this is getting serious, and nobody seems to care it's, until something happens. And then when it happens, we'll all be like, fuck, uh-oh. Once the electricity shuts off, because they got to do something, first of all, they got to kill the olds. They got to kill the olds. There's way too many of us. So the first thing, because we can't collect pensions, There's, they don't have the money for it. So what are they going to do? They're going to kill you. That's why this whole new, um, the whole uh, ammonia, the whole new ammonia thing's going on in China. I know it's called pneumonia. We used to, when Deuce got pneumonia one time, I would say, oh, you got the ammonia. So now it's like, say it's the ammonia. Uh, yeah. So now this whole thing in China's popping off again. And uh, it's already in uh, Europe. It'll be here soon. And it's, it's you know, they almost got the olds the last time with COVID because um, 
you know, Governor Cuomo and uh, Governor uh, Murphy from New Jersey, they're putting COVID patients in the old folks home to get rid of them. And it was working real well until somebody decided, hey, wait a minute, we, all the old people are going, all the old people are dying. We got to stop this. They were stacking old people in refrigerated coolers in New Jersey. And it was, and also they, they came into one of the nursing homes and they were all stacked in the back like firewood, along with four of the workers that died of COVID. They're, they're dropping like flies. But then, you know, they see the problem with COVID was they already had a cure for it. Uh, when this thing, when it was, they had already had the cure, but they didn't want to tell you they had the cure. They know how to cure COVID. They know exactly how to cure COVID. They use uh, HQC, hydroquinone, whatever. I can't say the word, still can't say the word. And ivermectin. That's what, that's what it was. That's what, if you took that, it wouldn't be that bad. It, you know, you could get over it. And, they, and that's why you couldn't get it. That's why they wouldn't let you, allow you to have it. So they wanted the olds and the fats to die so they didn't have to pay them. They didn't have to pay Social Security. This is what this, and I can't, you can't tell me this is going on. You can't tell me. I, I'm sorry. Just, and they're going to do it again. They're going to do it till they get it right. All righty. Uh, Nick says, apparently that's what you had to do for Klondike bar. Die. Yeah. That's, you gave you a Klondike bar. Look, a friend of mine w was working in a uh, hospital. And she said that the, they would put these COVID patients on ventilators and they would turn them upside, they would turn them upside down so that the mucus would run out of them. And it was red like transmission fluid. And they now know that when they put them on the ventilators, it killed them. So this is what they, um, you know, this is what they did. But there's a lot of people, a lot of doctors that actually practice medicine and they were cured people. They were, they were giving them HCQ and they were giving them ivermectin and uh, they had, what else? They had the uh, monoclonal antibodies. When I got COVID, they gave me the monoclonal antibodies. That knocked that shit out like that. Within a week, I had like a bad cold and they're like, wait a minute, you can't have this. So the doctors, they were like, hey, look, I can cure people. They were threatening to take their medical license away. They were threatening to disbar them from, from practicing medicine. And a lot of them quit, but some of them did. Some of them was like, fuck you. I took an oath. Uh, I took a Hippocratic oath to, uh, to, uh, cure, you know, to help people. And I'm going to do it, whether you what, do what you want. So there are some brave people out there doing it, but if they, they'll separate you from the herd and they'll let the herd and they'll let the herd watch you why they, they have their way with you. And that's what's going on right now. Here we go. COVID's back. Everybody line up. This, I think this is over in Germany. I'm not 100% sure. Very honored to be here with seven very brave citizens who came here today to launch an initiative for a European citizens initiative. An initiative which will hopefully be accepted by the EU Commission, although I don't really hold my breath, to be quite frank, but I seriously hope we will uh, be able to do that. These seven citizens are so incredibly brave 
because they stand up against this despicable attempts by the globalitarian misanthropists. Yeah, you think I can't say HCQ? You think I'm going to be able to say that? No fucking way. Is that if, oh, you know what? It's not even up. Hang on, let me bring it up here. I, I'm sorry. You could hear it, I guess, but you just couldn't see it. Here we go. Here she is. Let me move it up. Let me, let me move it up where she's really, really, really. This good. regards this fundamental principle of democracy by supporting this unprecedented power grab by WHO is an anti-democrat demonstrating nothing but his utter contempt for the people. And these seven brave citizens, they will not stand for this and neither will we. I will expose anyone, whether it's a member of a government in a member state or a government around the world or a member of parliament in the European member states or parliaments around the world who do not respect the people and do not respect democracy, I will see to it. They will be exposed, each and every one of them by name. Because guess what? There's elections coming up and the people might be interested in who is responsible for the abolition of democracy. Yeah, they got that whole election thing figured out. They don't need, you know, in other words, they can put any, who in, anyone in they want. They, they made one mistake and Donald Trump got in and they'll not, they won't let that happen again. Trust me when I tell you. Uh, here's the other thing. They're trying to make uh, electric vehicles happen and they are not. The political push to force you to buy an electric car in many states hitting another little bit of a speed bump. In fact, thousands of auto dealers are now calling for President Biden to, quote, tap the brakes on the unrealistic government electric vehicle mandate. Their words. With us tonight is one of those dealership owners, the owner of Celebrity Motor Cars, Tom Maoli. Tom, um, he looked like a typical car salesman. As soon as I saw, I'm like, yep, that's a car salesman. It, this isn't like you and a couple other people, right? I mean, this is a lot of no, car dealers writing this letter to the White House. Yes, good to see it. This is thousands. This is thousands of dealerships that that represent multiple brands, not just one brand, domestic, um, you know, international brands, um, and you know, all across the board. Um, and this is basically the voice of the consumer. This is not the dealer. This is the voice of the consumer. And what's happening is the manufacturer is being forced to produce these EVs. They're shipping them to the dealerships and they're backing up on the lots. You know, our our average day supply pre-COVID was 60 to 90 days supply of inventory. During COVID, it was less than 30 because of the supply chain issues. We're now backed up up to 12 months with EVs. Consumers don't want them. They're not buying them. We have up to $15,000 in rebates from the manufacturer yeah. and $7,500 tax credits. We're talking $22,500. People, they think I'm some EV hater. I've owned an EV. I've driven many of them. I'm not. In fact, I've been poked. I'm friends with black people. I don't hate black people. Cut around because I think they're very cool in, in many different ways. I was looking at a Ford F-150 Lightning, and I saw something, and you have a Ford dealership, that I, and it wasn't on your website, it was on cars.com. I don't know who the dealer was. Should have been on my site. I will go back. I'll go back, okay? But the, the Lightning retails for what, 95 new, something like this? Okay, right. I saw brand new F-150 Lightning. I mean, like 23 miles on it. 
yeah. for seventy eight thousand. It had been Correct. marked down twenty thousand yeah. dollars. How is that possible? Still can't sell it. Consumer doesn't want it. The consumers in fear over the infrastructure. The infrastructure is not there. The what you know, the White House and and the, the Biden administration and and got out way out over its skis with this mandate, and the consumer has to buy into it, and they're not. And the problem that exists now is, you know, they force the manufacturers to spend all this money to build these plants and produce these vehicles, but the consumers aren't buying into it. You know, they're afraid of range, they're afraid of where they're going to charge. And we're not talking about, you know, listen, Tesla is a vanity purchase. People have to have a Tesla, they have a second vehicle. You know, most people can't afford the first vehicle, never mind the second vehicle. And these people are coming yeah. in after the dealers and they're buying these vehicles and they're afraid. You know, th these are average working American people. They're putting their families in the car. Moms are driving their kids to school. Dads have to get to work. And, you know, if they if they have to charge on the road and it takes 30 can minutes you, to charge. Tom, we're running out of time, Tom. I'm sorry to interrupt for a crazy night. Can you kill yes. them? Can you kill them, myth? Because there's going to be people on Twitter that pop up after either segment and say, dealers hate them because they're not getting the services no, revenue. No, no. That, it's not, I, I, I it's talk not. to car dealers almost every day. It's I got not, friends that own them and they make a ton of money on EV service because the EV costs are much higher. The windshield in, a, in an EV is like 5000 yeah. bucks. Listen, we're either going to sell EVs, we're going to sell gas vehicles, or we're going to sell hybrids. We're going to sell something. We believe in EVs. They're a part of the market, but it has to evolve and they're not letting it evolve. So this is... So there you go. They, they, they're making these things and nobody wants them. All right. All right. So that's what I want. I want an apology. I want an apology from the, um, why is it this work? I want an apology from the Joe Biden voters. All right. I know the orange man's bad. I know he grabbed someone by the putang. So did Joe Biden. So does half the people in Congress. They, they, a lot of them grab women like bowling balls. What we need is somebody that's going to fix this country and try to turn this thing around. And what we also need is the people to stand up and say, no, no, we need to make a change. We need to make a change. And don't vote for Kanye West. Gee, come on. Uh, this year, you're going to have a lot of, I guess, you're going to have a lot. You figure you're going to have Biden, or if he doesn't make it, the guy from California. Uh, you're going to have Trump, you're going to have Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and then there's a couple other people out there that are going to start to take this. So it, it's really important this year. I mean, more than ever, it is really important to get somebody in there that will actually do something, will actually take on the swamp. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, they're part of the problem. All right? They're, they're raised up into this single two-party, single-party situation. But you know who's not? My buddy. That's right, my buddy Vivek. He is uh, taking on problems right now, and he doesn't care about the uh, Republican establishment. He doesn't care. If he sees a problem, he's going to go fix it. And that's what I love about this guy. I know some of you out there can't stand him. I get it. I get it. Don't vote for Kanye. Vivek. Vivek 2024. The GOP establishment does not approve of this message, particularly the GOP establishment in Iowa, where I am right now. The carbon capture pipeline, the CO2 pipeline. This is the issue you're not supposed to touch. The political consultants tell you to stay away from it like the plague. Well, I refuse to be controlled. Here's what's happening. The global climate change agenda is a hoax. 
And the U.S. government is bending the knee to that hoax by enacting, and they have for a couple of decades now, incentives that effectively pay ethanol producers and others for capturing carbon dioxide and then burying it in the ground by building pipelines from the state of Iowa, ending in the state of North Dakota and otherwise, to capture that carbon dioxide. Now, there's... Have, have you anybody heard this yet, where they're taking, capturing carbon monoxide and then piping it to somewhere and pumping it into the ground, uh, you know, 10 or 15 miles down? For what? It's a fart. Can we stop it with this bullshit? Can we stop it with this climate change bullshit? This bus has, Bob says this, bus has a drive through window. That's, I'm glad to see you're in, in, into this. All right. So this is what's going on in, in Iowa, uh, South Dakota, and other neighboring states. They're taking these pipelines and they're, they're running them across the state. They're running them across farmland. If you don't set, if you do not allow an easement for these pipelines to come through your property, then they'll just take it, uh, take an imminent domain and they'll just take your property. So this is what's going on with this. And it's been a problem. I've seen stories on this, but I have not. This is the first time I've seen anybody in the political spectrum go in there and actually take this on. So, again, why are we taking, spending all this money on piping to take carbon monoxide out of the air and pumping it into the ground? Where do you think that's going to go? Think it's going to stay down there? Think it's going to bury that down there? It's a gas. It's going to come back up again. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of fucking money. Somebody's making money on this. Some politician has a company that's he's in there. It's there's some kind of money grab with this because that's what this is. And the, and the reason you know that this is shady is because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's telling you. Oh yeah, we're we're running pipelines all over this the state. We're burying pipelines and then we're burying this stuff. No one's talking about that. It's not even even climate change people are not talking about this not talking about this i just think like i said i went out today to buy groceries and i really didn't get a lot and it was 200 hours and i know that three or four years ago that same amount of groceries was about 100 hours and people are going to say oh well it's only up eight or nine percent bullshit Bullshit is up 8 or 9%. And bullshit prices are coming down. They're not coming down. Bob says, it's all pomp and circumstance. John, a dog and pony show, bells and whistles, fuck you and the billionaires. Fuck you, the billionaires have the reins. Listen, there's more of us than than there are of them. And if we stop fighting with each other over this transgender shit and all this other nonsense um if we stop doing that if we go back to basics educating our kids making sure they get a good education make sure they're critical thinkers make sure that um you know we're not fighting with each other make sure we you know we take the people that we elect into office we take them to task when they when they start this bullshit and 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 this nonsense that's going on with all with all this other stuff yeah duchess says she's out there every day Prices aren't dropping. Yeah, the Muppet says the prices are dropping. Um, 
Dean says, and you are getting less portions. Oh, no, no. I'm not getting less portions. I'm getting the same amount of portions. Just cost more, that's all. Um, so Bob also says, these are the people who manage everyone's retirement plans and investments. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why they got to kill us. They got to kill us because there's no money out there for this anymore. And if you didn't finance your own retirement and you're waiting for your company pension. Okay. So when I was in the elevator union, you know, you get a certain amount of hours. How did that work? 1,700 hours was a year, was a year. And say, I'm going to use numbers. So 1,700 hours, if you work 1,700 hours, it was one year. And if you had a year, that was $90. So if you work 20 years, it's 20 times 90. That was your pension per month. All right? So when I worked as a, as a maintenance guy, I ran a lot of overtime. There was years where I had 24 hundred hours or 20, one year was 2,600 hours. I had worked 2,600 hours. I had almost, I did, I doubled it. So I got two years, two pension years for that one year of work. So in about, I think about 10 years, I got 15 pension years. In, but now there's no, no companies giving you a pension anymore. That's a thing of the past. You know, you get a 401k or something like that, and then you quit and go to another place. Well, did you roll that over to your other job? No, you didn't. So it's just sitting there somewhere. Um, and even and now, with the way the economy is right now, there are more people putting in hardship uh, cases to get the money out because they, they're going to lose their house or they can't afford food. And this is where we're going. And I know today was going. You know, it's supposed to be funny, but it's not. It's just not funny at all. I just wanted to start you know, bringing to you what I'm seeing out there as far as, you know, people talking about this, because you won't find this on the mainstream media. They, oh, no, we're not talking about that. We're not allowed to talk about that. We'll tell you about, you know, Donald Trump and how, you know, he's he's going to jail for 400 years for shit that Biden and the rest of them people do on the daily. There was just one uh, state senator who uh, bought some stock, Put in a stock, uh, I think she bought $200,000 worth of stock in this one company just uh, about a month ago. And by God, you won't believe this, but for some reason, uh, it's up 43%. I think it has to do with something with the government uh, was buying stuff from this company. And uh, you know what they, if I did that, you know what that would be called? Insider trading. You know what happened? I would have to forfeit that money and I would go to jail. Like Martha Stewart did, because someone said, hey, you know what, maybe you should take your money out of there. And she did, and they caught her, and they put her in jail for that. But over in uh, in Washington, D.C., there's a whole town there where you can just do whatever you want. You can manipulate ta- your you know stocks and do whatever you want, Take put money in there and make all kinds of money, and nobody says shit. Here's something I learned the other day. Let's say you're a congressman. And uh, you hire a really nice, attractive uh, woman to work as, as your staff. And let's say one night you get a little handsy with her, okay? And uh, she goes to HR because, uh, you know, the Congress has an HR. And she wants to sign a complaint. Before she can sign a complaint, she has to sign a non-disclosure 
uh, agreement. And there's only so much money she can get out of this. Like, in other words, it's, it's capped. So if you're a congressman, you're protected. They can't, if they go to HR and they press this, they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. They can't even talk about it. It's a fucking racket, man. The more you dig into it, the more it stinks. It's like a fucking pile of shit. The deeper you go, the worse it smells. All right, well, I'm going to wrap this up. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, it's the second edition of the weekly Boomer Bunker. We do the Boomer Bunker Mondays and Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Boomer Bob, who's in here now, now he's going to say, Oh, finally, I can get off of here and go find my uh, whatever and go do my thing. And <laughs> He'll be back here tomorrow. And the Duchess, new night, Thursday night. Yep, Duchess, there's, oops. Hold on, I think I just, what did I just do? There we go, there's Duchess. You gotta be careful. I don't want to block anybody. New night, Thursday night. So, all right, look at me doing an hour. I'm comfortable now. I like this. Although, I have to tell you, it's better when I get a chance to talk to somebody else. And uh, I think in the next week or so, I might bring people in via Discord if they want to talk. Uh, yep, Nick, I'm going to have some guests. I think I'm going to have some guests. Pop into Discord. And I'll pop in and we can talk. Because I like that. It's like kind of taking phone calls. All right, everybody. Thank you for letting me ramble in your ear for about an hour. And again, if you find this as a podcast, do me a favor. Share it with somebody. If you just say, hey, listen, I got this old guy. He's crazy. He's, he's kind of weird. It's like your uncle when he goes to Thanksgiving and starts yelling and screaming. Yeah, it's kind of like that. All right. We'll talk to you later. That's it. I'm just getting into it.